Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. Tricky week in FPL coming up, isn't it? Big teams playing each other. Mm, What do you do? Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Do you back your big players or do you say that the better teams will cancel out the better footballers? I say, back the big dogs. Woof, woof. It's a hard league Playing football together. Da, 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 da. That ran out of gas quick, didn't it? Yeah, I wondered where you were going. I thought you might do something about the weather. It's a hard league. Playing football together when it's bad weather. Oh. And you're soaking. I've got a terrible singing voice, you know. I can't sing. We were together yesterday, weren't we? I suddenly got very excited about going to Lucky Voice. It's always a sign we've had enough to drink. Yeah, I don't know why you're into Lucky Voice, but I think we've talked about it here before. I think it's because I've never been. Karaoke's meant to be in pubs. No, that's, a, that's why I like Lucky Voice, because I don't want to subject anyone else to it. You know when you're driving back sometimes from a gig and you yeah. whack a song on and you really belt it out in the car? It's basically that. I don't want anyone else to be subjected to it. I just want to be able to shout really okay. loud. I want to go into a soundproof box and murder five songs and then leave as if nothing's happened. Sort of like Dexter. I want to walk in there, blood everywhere, and then swill the walls down, put the suit back on, and then go to the in and it's, out. Um, th- th- what I like about karaoke is watching other people do it. I like laughing at people who can't sing. Interesting. That's that's the opposite of most people's experience of karaoke. Most people enjoy doing it, but can't bear to sit. No, I'm a watcher. I like to stand at the bar, lean at the bar, elbow on the bar, couple yeah. of mates going, "Look at this fucking idiot!" <laughs> going like that, fucking yeah. Christ, because it's always some bloke singing angels. He's brought his own fancy mask. Yeah, and through it. Do you know what I remember in, in my old local, the Sherwin? Me and my mate Bawley got in there for carry. We did just go to watch, and there was this couple of mates got up to do um, the Lion Sleeps Tonight. Says a wumba way, a wumba way, but he couldn't remember. He couldn't remember. You know the bit where he goes, ooh, wumba way. And he obviously couldn't remember, so he's just there going, ooh, wee. <laughs> oh, I still laugh. Oh, God. And that, I like all the um, stuff around it. Why is it that singing wasp? Oh, well, that yeah. goes along the way. There's always that big wasp on the screen beforehand. Oh, I love it. 
when someone goes to sing a song that they think they know if they see the lyrics, but actually they just can't keep up. They they forgot that there was a rap bit, and they're just literally saying every you know, hot stepper, I'm a dancer, uh, and then it just says we, and they don't know what the tune is. Oh, when there's like a big instrumental, perhaps a, a forfeit. Great idea. Oh, yeah, big instrumental, and they just, just sway there. to the side. Over a really crap version. of On karaoke, really, chop out the instrumentals, I would say. Have an abridged little you know, bridge or yeah. whatever. Um, but you really got to chop out. Hey, um, karaoke manufacturers, listen, cut out those instrumentals. That's what I yeah. want to take away. you dickheads. It's time for the missing words round. Ooh. Yeah, here's a little game for you. Blank. Oh, I didn't know we were doing this. Yeah, a bit of fun. Oh, I feel like I have a sandwich. Cited as the reason behind 35 divorce cases. Murder. Um, I think it's probably higher. Um, chips. No. Putting a towel on a city before eating. Oh, not putting a towel down. Ooh, we've hit a nerve there, listeners. Oh, FPL. Yes, close. Football oh. manager. Oh, thanks for giving me that. So, that's all right, mate. I'll give you that point. It's all football management stuff. I imagine that FPL stats are higher. I bet there's people who've uh, had serious relationship beef because of FPL. Ooh, relationship beef. It sounds like a dish, doesn't it? Do you know what the problem I think is? Go on. If there's a Friday night game, kicking off at 8, then the FPL deadline is 6.30 Ah. to change your team. People get in from work, they've planned a big Friday night out, they remember at like half five they haven't changed their team and they lose that crucial hour when they should be getting ready or getting to dinner. And I reckon that is when most FPL-based relationship arguments happen. People trying to change their teams on Friday at 6 o'clock and ignoring their partners. That is such a good point. That is a really good point. Because you're like, I do have to do this. Yeah. It's just a game. You're like, don't say that, please. Yeah. Sunday dinners, Sunday dinner, four o'clock, checking your team. You've got one player left. It was Skamaka for me this weekend. We were out for Sunday dinner. Um, Skamaka scored zero points. Um, oh. that's, that's him done for me. Now, I watched that game in a pub in Weatherby. Yes. Whether the weather be good. Or whether uh, the weather be an bad. Old friend of yours, yes, called Lloyd Goff. That's right. Well remembered. Yes, he said to say hello. Yes, he said I knew forty years ago. I drove him to a gig in Mansfield, and he died on his ass. I did, and I said, "Oh, that happens a lot." And he said, "No, no, he really died." <laughs> <laughs> I did. You know what? You know when sometimes you're asked, what's the worst gig you've ever had? That one is the one that immediately comes to mind. A lot of the other deaths, they they uh, blend into one or you forget them. But um, that one, I died. I was dying early as well. And I was like, oof. And then you can hear like chairs moving. It's in Mansfield, right? And mm. um, I, I'm just getting nothing. And then I remember this woman going, oh, come on, give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that actually puts more pressure on you that's that's a sort of worst heckle that kind of no come on give him a go because then you're like this next punchline really has to land 
I was just so early. You know, I was just rubbish, frankly. But they were a tough crowd, but I was rubbish. And then when I said I was going, like, it was like <laughs> the roar of the Coliseum when I said I was off. It was just like this eruption of glee and joy and, like, pandemonium. I was like, F- now. Anyway, the compare comes on afterwards and goes, Matt Ford, isn't he shit? And he got a <laughs> massive laugh. That's the only time I've ever cried after a gig. Oh, up to now, there might be another one. No, I've never cried after a gig. Certainly not because of the gig. No, I don't think I've ever cried after a gig apart from that. Good. You ever cried after a gig? Uh, yeah, but not related to the gig. Just, I was probably crying anyway. I was crying about something else. Oh, it's a sort of quite a, quite a heavy period of uh, doing gigs in the uh, in the two thousands, driving back to my flat in Swindon, and having a good cry. Really? Yeah, sort of got in a habit of it. Oh, and what were you crying about? State of the world, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. When was, when was the last time you cried? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, it is a good question. It would have been too far ago, probably because of a film I was watching with my daughter. Quite a, uh, quite a vulnerable soul when it comes to animals dying in films, that kind of thing. Bluey, there's an episode of Bluey I always cry at. Um, Bluey's a cartoon about blue dogs, by the way. Um, yeah, I was going to ask what Bluey is. It just oh, it's so funny amazing. to cry at Bluey. Yeah, there's an episode where they go and visit the granddad and they're playing with their granddad and then it sort of goes back in time to when the mum was a kid and it makes me wonder if I get to play with Elsie's grandkids. Do you, um, d- does Elsie say... Daddy, why are you crying? Yeah, but not like that. She's not chucky. <laughs> Daddy. She laughs at me. She turns around and laughs. She turns at me. You're there being all vulnerable, sat on a towel. That's why you put the towel down. It's to absorb the tears. Yeah, not the tears. Daddy's going to have a cry. Daddy, have you got your cry blanket? <laughs> <laughs> My tear towel. Last time I cried, when the lionesses won the Euros. Did you? Oh, yeah. And you haven't cried since. That's quite I've cried most ago. England games. I've seen you cry when we win. I've seen you cry when we lose. I remember crying when we were 2-0 up against Germany. I think I had a moment when we were 1-0 up against Italy. Yeah. It's almost like, you know what I do think? We're basically primitive computers. And and if you basically overload it, you crash. And it's just like, I'm not sad. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed, and I think you reach a level of emotion where the only thing you can do is cry. You get very quickly overwhelmed, though, because you you get overwhelmed by like the hot dog on the way in. So then you're actually you're already operating at full capacity. Yes, that's a really good observation. I'm uh, certainly an England game at Wembley in a knockout tournament. Yeah. I'm at ninety nine percent. It's just like one extra little penny is going to send me. And over. coming out of COVID home tournament, you hadn't drunk for about a year because of the gout. I mean, that whole tournament, you were basically full to the brim. Oh my god, it was great. Wasn't that a great summer of our life, John? It was. It was a wonderful time. Thank you, Gareth. You're going to like this email as it unfolds. Okay. Hi, guys. That's always Hi. fun, isn't it? It's a nice start. Yeah. As per your request on your latest episode, I'm writing in as a global listener from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is so far away. Oh, it couldn't walk it. I'll tell you what, Cal Wilson would commute it. <laughs> 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 I'm writing from Sao Paulo, Brazil, to let you know that Shit Eater translates beautifully to Comador de Merda in Portuguese. 
I've never heard it used before, but I'll try and make it catch on. I work in publishing, so who knows? Might find its way into literary circles. Thanks. That Love is so pod. cool. Yeah, that's from Nina in Sao Paulo. I'm just going to Google Sao Paulo. Have a look at it. God, look at it. Look at it. Ooh. Look at it. Busy, busy place. You're and what's to the Matt name? Ford looking at Sao Paulo. Nina. Nina in Sao Paulo. Bloody hell. Big old place, Sao Paulo, you know. Yeah. This is a good new feature. Matt Googles a city and I said, look at it. I'm enjoying this. It's Matt's yeah. listening tour. This week, Sao Paulo. Bloody big, it's isn't Portuguese. it? Miles away, mine. <laughs> it's Portuguese for St. Paul. Yeah. And the, um, let's just have a look at population of 2020. Oh, my God. 12.4 million. It is the first city in Brazil. Uh, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting details about it that I, God Are the I never thought I'd gain so much enjoyment from listening to you read about Sao Paulo I genuinely think we've stumbled on a new feature it's absolutely incredible it's um, 0.843 which is very high on the human development index uh, the HDI is a statistic composite index of life expectancy Oh, it sounds like a good place to live, basically. Yeah. And Nina works in publishing, does she? Yeah. Great. So she Give says. Us a book deal out there. CPFPL. Nice leather band. You know, on the streets of Sao Paulo. Just let me find out what time it is there, actually. Time in <laughs> Sao Paulo. God, this is incredible. Oh, actually. What? It's only three hours behind. How is that possible? It's only three hours behind the UK. Well, our clocks have just gone back, haven't they? So perhaps it was four. But it still but seems it very close. It should be seven or eight, shouldn't it? It's miles away. Well, is it parallel? Is it sort of on the same line of, oh, hang on, longitude as New York? Maybe. I mean, I know I know where you're going with this, obviously. You know, the world's a globe and... Yeah. Away oh, all of sound. revelations. Oh, you... <sighs> <laughs> This is Do you know what? In the seventies yeah. I slapped you for that. <laughs> you just slapped me in the nineties. No, I would, I would, yeah, don't you dare right. say that. I would never have slapped you in the nineties. What's, what's the last year no. you would have slapped me? Eighty three you'd have slapped me, definitely. No, no, no. Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Alright. You had a slap you silly in seventy seven. <laughs> Do you think, seriously, if I did slap you in 77, yeah. do you think our friendship would ever have recovered? Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you know what would have happened? You'd have uh, punched me back full in the face, knocked my teeth out, and then I think we'd have both cried and hugged each other. No, I'm not that guy. I'd have, um, I'd have flicked you in the balls. Ooh. What year? What's the last year? What's oh, last I'll flick you in the balls next week. I'll flick you in the balls in Harrogate. On come, the 11th of December. Come to the live show, Roosters, C4 to get flicked in the balls. Yep. Steve in Salford. It's going to be great. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go!
Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Bell one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 12-31-24. Excludes tax must update rewards. Hello, Steve. Hello, gents. As the World Cup gets nearer, this might be a good feature for during the World Cup when FPL dies. As the World Cup gets nearer, can any of your listeners put forward historical players that have unusual but familiar names referencing shit or shit-eating? I can start the ball rolling by introducing classic Paraguayan footballer from 1986, Vladimiro Shetina. And he sent in a little picture of uh, Vladimiro Shetina as well. So uh, perhaps we move shit-eating on to... he looks like, well, it's quite an intense photo. It's one where the sticker book photo has been taken during a lineup in the game, which I always think is unfair. Some players get to go to a studio and have their hair and makeup done and look all smiley, and some players are shitting themselves about to play a game. And I, I think that's slightly unfair on them. But I like the lapel deep, I agree. I'm not sure. The guy's name reminds me. The, you know, the first thing that came to mind mm. do you remember Francesco Chitino? No. He was the captain of a vessel called the Costa Concordia. <laughs> right. Do you remember? I can't believe is this is this knowledge that you have to mind? Have you just Googled that? Yeah. You knew no, that no, no. Francesco Chitino was the captain of the Costa Concordia. Captain of the Costa Concordia, hundred percent. Right, yeah, you're right about that. Because he abandoned ship, do you remember? So he the the ship capsized basically tipped to one side because he'd he'd, he'd sailed too close to the land. And he, he, he basically got caught on a ridge. I mean, it's terrible. You yeah, know. people died. Um, he was showing off. He abandoned ship. And do you remember it was all on the news? And there's that audio recording of like whatever ground control is in the maritime world, you know, mm. going, Shitino, Shitino. They go, no, 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 Shitino. I order you, go back to your station, all that sort of thing. Mad. He got 16 years. Yeah, apparently he was showing off. He had like a load of ladies on the bridge and stuff. He was like, yeah. oh, look at this. And he's like, to going too close to the land, like honking his horn. Crunch. You know what? You know what I remember it so much was our friend Danny Buckler works the cruise ships a lot. He's a phenomenal magician, comedian. Um, and uh, I was always slightly worried when he was at sea. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, those things, you know, they do look, they do look precarious. That's nice really. that you worry for him. Oh, God, yeah. Hello at cpfpl.com if you want to suggest any players uh, who hopefully don't trigger such upsetting memories for Matt Ford, whose names sound like shit or shit-eating. Um, oh, it was Danny Shitu, wasn't there, played for Millwall? Shitu, yeah. Um, and I guess we'll get a lot of, uh, you know, insert name of footballer. I know his name doesn't look like it, but he was absolutely shit. We'll get a bit of that. Um, oh, Yes. It was like that old joke about what, what three footballers can you cross a river with? Yes. Go on. And it was Carnu, Canoe, yeah. Wayne Bridge, and Phil Neville. Because <laughs> he's a plank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was a bit harsh. John, uh, are you sitting down? Yes. Excellent. I've got some very exciting news. <gasps> You've ordered me a new chair. <laughs> no, better. 
We've been approached to make our very own CPFPL beer to accompany the podcast with Leeds' very own Kirkstall Brewery. Kirkstall are known for their delicious cask beers like Three Swords and Dissolution, as well as modern hoppy beers like Virtuous and Judicious. As well as brewing great beer, they also own some of the best pubs in West Yorkshire, like the Kirkstall Bridge Inn and the Cardigan Arms in Leeds, the Sparrow Beer Cafe in Bradford, and their own tap room at the brewery on Kirkstall Road. I'm going to do a pub crawl around all of them. Listeners can get 20% off everything on Kirkstall's online shop with the code CP. PFPL20 and look out for a very special collaboration beer from us and Kirkstall very soon. Just visit the website kirkstallbrewery.com and click on shop. Okay, uh, that's all we've got time for this week. And remember, go to anotherslice.com where you get bonus exclusive content in the Diamond Club. Go to anotherslice.com slash cpfpl. Uh, we've got four exclusive episodes already on the platform. There's now monthly FPL prices, and we're doing that live show on the 11th of December in Arrogate. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. Email us, hello at cpfpl.com. Find us on Insta. Hit us up on Facebook. And you've got to remember, man, you've got to leave that five-star written review. Bye. Bye.